get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Wednesday, January 11th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. All right, the playoffs are getting ready to begin in the NFL, but for the other half of the league, that means the offseason has begun. And for some teams, that means they have fired their coach and they are already in the process of looking for a new one. You look around the league and there are a lot of requests being put in. Uh, you know, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, um, Ben Johnson of the uh, Brian John- Ben Johnson of the Lions, uh, Shane Steichen of the Eagles, Gannon from the Philadelphia Eagles. So you're already getting a sense of who are going to be the top candidates available this offseason for the top job. So what is the top job? Um, I think sometimes it's easy enough just to look and go, yeah, they got a quarterback. But when it comes to why teams pick jobs, why teams decide to go to certain franchises, there's a lot uh, There's a lot of different factors that go into it. Um, so I want to go over the top five, well, the only five jobs that are available right now and rank them one through five of what I think are the best jobs available and a job that I would really have not much interest at all in taking if I were a top head coaching candidate. So let's start with what I think is the best job right now. This is going to sound crazy considering what they've done recently and the fact that they've hired head coach, fired head coaches in back-to-back years. But I truly do believe that Houston Texans are probably the top job available right now uh, out of, of all the jobs that are available. And here would be my argument as to why. They have the number two overall pick, right? So you're, you're going to be able to get your franchise quarterback there. You could probably get up to one if you really needed to. But not only that, they have the number 12 overall pick too. So the bottom line is if you look at what they're going to end up having, they're going to have a real chance at getting a franchise quarterback. And then on top of that, they have $46 million in cap space. So they'll have the resources in the draft to go get a quarterback, and they will have the cap space to go out and add talent to the roster. So if you're a head coach, A, you're going to a place where you're going to have a chance to get your quarterback. B, you're going to have a chance to add talent to that roster. But C, you're also going into a division that I think is extremely winnable. You look at the other teams in that division, the Colts are a mess right now. The Jaguars have a bright future. There's absolutely no denying that. They they are a team that certainly could be good for years to come. And then there's the Tennessee Titans, who are always going to be competitive, but really don't have much of a path to a quarterback right now. It doesn't seem like they believe in uh, in Malik Willis. And Ryan Tannehill, let's be honest, is not the answer. So you go into a division that's very winnable, a path at a quarterback, and chances to add to to that roster with the cap space. Even though their front office is definitely a bit of a mess, I think in terms of resources and a chance to win right now, the Texans are probably the best job available. Number two for me uh, is the Denver Broncos. Now, there's no denying this year was an absolute mess for the Broncos, and maybe I'm putting too much stock into the final two games of the season. But if you look at of what Russell, if you look at what Russell Wilson did over these last two games, the fact that the offense looked better, the fact that Russell Wilson threw three touchdowns in his final game. Maybe he is there to be saved. If you're an offensive head coach, maybe you talk yourself and say, you know what, Nathaniel Hackett didn't get the job done. I can go there with a quarterback that has at least played at a high level for a long time. I mean, 
likely a Hall of Fame quarterback that has really only had the one down year now. There's good receivers. The defense is elite. You can win right away with that defense. I mean, if they just had a half-decent offense, they probably would have been a playoff team this year. So from a head coach perspective, yes, you are tied to Russell Wilson, presumably. No high first-round pick despite being a bad team. They do have the 29th overall pick, but no top 10 pick considering their roster. Not a ton of cap space, around $14 million in cap space. But you have a great defense. You have an offense that has pieces. And here's what else you have. You have rich owners that are new to the team. So they're coming in with a ton of money. They're going to want to win now. They're going to want to put resources into that team. Denver, great franchise, great football city, a ton of history with that team. So while the benefit of the Texans is you really get to pick your own quarterback and kind of build from the ground up, and that's something refreshing for a head coach, in Denver, you have the pieces there where you could potentially turn it around very quickly and, for what it's worth, look like a great head coach compared to Nathaniel Hackett. Now, the downside to Denver is that division is tough. The Chiefs are in there. You're probably not winning the division. The Chargers are a playoff team this year. Presumably, you think they would only get better. Las Vegas Raiders, kind of trash, but they might get a new quarterback. Who knows? There's rumblings. Maybe Tom Brady would go there, and they have some talent, Devontae Adams. So that would be the downside to the Broncos' job, is that the division is way tougher than the division you're walking into with Houston. But I just think it's uh, winning in Denver means more, right? You would go there, you'd have Russell Wilson, you turn that that team around, you have the rich owners there that are new. So I think there's a lot of attractive parts of that job. I would put it number two. Number three for me is the Carolina Panthers. Again, you can start off with winnable division. Tom Brady, probably not going to be back in Tampa Bay. New Orleans Saints, no real path to a quarterback. Atlanta Falcons, don't have a quarterback. So Carolina, also doesn't have a quarterback, but Carolina has a number nine overall, a number nine overall pick. Um, again, committed owners who are willing to spend. They were a team that was surprisingly competitive at the end of the year. So maybe you can go there and say, you know what? In this division, they almost won it uh, with an interim head coach. And, and Steve Wilkes has done a great job there. So maybe he ends up getting it. But I think in Carolina, there's a real path to winning quickly. The NFC overall, if you look, doesn't have that many great teams. The Eagles project to have a great future. The Niners are always going to be competitive. You can make the argument for the Giants kind of being on the upswing, but the Cowboys always blow it. Uh, the Vikings, you know, it depends what you think of Kirk Cousins. Maybe they're going to be a team that takes a step forward, but they seem the definition of a team that great regular season team, not really a team you're worried about in the playoffs. So the NFC is wide open. The NFC South is wide open. Uh, I think Carolina does have some attractive qualities to it, especially if you think that you can get up and get a quarterback, maybe not at number nine overall, but if you there's a guy you really like that you can move up and get him, you have commitment from the owners that you'll be given time to develop that quarterback. I think there's a lot of attractive, uh, a, a lot of attractive things about that Carolina Panthers job. Now you start to get to the jobs where I'll never blame a coordinator for taking a head coaching job. There's only 32 of them. You get guaranteed contracts. Even if you get fired, you still get paid. So far be it from me to say to somebody, yeah, go turn down you know, $20 million. But these are the jobs where I would really start to consider if you want to, to put your first professional head coaching job on the line there. The Arizona Cardinals. They have the number three overall pick. So maybe you can talk yourself into getting a stud player there, but you're stuck with Kyler Murray, right? So if you're the Cardinals and you're that new head coach, you're not going to have Kyler Murray next year, probably. I mean, maybe he comes back, but you would think that he's going to miss at least 
you know, all of training camp and then maybe gets there right at the beginning of the season. But at that point, you wouldn't have been able to work with them all offseason. You wouldn't have them in training camp. And there's also serious questions about what type of quarterback Kyler is going to be moving forward. Even if he was fully healthy, I don't think it's a lock that he's going to end up being that franchise type quarterback. Uh, never won a playoff game, was really bad in the only playoff game he's been in. They have not been consistent winners under Kyler. And now he's coming off of an injury that could potentially take away one of the things that makes him special. And and that's his ability to move around. So you're stuck with a quarterback that you're not really sure when you're going to get him back and how good he's going to be when you get him back. Now, if you do get permission from ownership to take a quarterback at number three overall, I think this job changes significantly because they have $33 million in cap space. Arizona, great place to live. Uh, that division, you know, the Niners are in there, but you know, it's not the powerhouse it used to be. The Rams certainly are, are in ter- turmoil right now. Who knows if McVay is going to come back? Who knows how good Stafford's going to be? The Seahawks, competitive team, playoff team. They don't really have a quarterback. I don't think you view Geno Smith as a big roadblock to winning a division. So if you're Arizona, you could talk yourself into coming there. And if, if, you're, if you're a head coach, going into Arizona and winning right away. I just think the Kyler situation is such... Uh, an unknown, such a red flag, if you want to call it that, that tying yourself to the health of Kyler and to the play of Kyler is very risky if you're if you're an elite head coaching uh, candidate. All right, I think the worst job in the NFL right now is the Indianapolis Colts, and I think there's a few reasons why. One, yeah, there's some pieces there, right? Alec Pierce, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, there, there are some some definite type of young receivers there to like, and they have some talent on defense as well. But if you look at where they are at, Number four overall pick. You would think you're going to get a chance to get a quarterback there, and there's something appealing about it. But one key to any job you're going to take is who your boss is going to be. No matter what your what what your job is, you always want to know who's the person that's deciding my future. Who's the person that I have to answer to? What's he going to be like? And in Indianapolis, Jimmy Jimmy Irsay might be the worst owner to work for. Probably not the worst in the NFL. Obviously, Dan Snyder's up there. You can make the argument for Jerry Jones. But Jimmy Irsay seems like an owner that you would absolutely not want to attach your career to. He seems to make decisions on who plays quarterback. He's extremely involved. Um, you know, I, I just he does not seem like a guy that is a safe boss to work for. Because that's the thing about taking head coaching jobs. Yeah, guys get other jobs. Absolutely. You see retread coaches all the time. But if you're an elite head coaching prospect, you really only have one chance at getting the choice of what job you want. Because if they go to if if a head coaching candidate goes to Indianapolis and it doesn't work out, and the quarterback, for what it's worth, Ballard, not the best track record of evaluating the quarterback position. So you have a GM already in place. You're not going to get say on who your GM is. You're going to have the head coach there. I'm sorry, you're going to have the owner there that obviously meddles in everything that's going on. So you're going in a little bit with your hands tied behind your back. You don't have a quarterback. Yes, you'll have a chance to draft one, but you don't know if that quarterback is going to be any good. The division winnable, as we talked about with the Texans, so that roadblock isn't isn't huge. But I just think like if you're a head coach and you take this job and it doesn't work out there, the next round of jobs you're getting are not nearly as attractive. You're not getting that same type of, you know, I'll pick where I want to interview. I'll have these certain list of demands. You go to Indianapolis and you fail, chances are you're not going to be a top coaching candidate. I haven't heard a lot of Frank Reich interest out there, even though I think he's a good head coach. You have not heard a lot of interest with him and where he might end up. And he just came out of that situation. And he actually got Carson Wentz to play good football. So he didn't do that terrible of a job. He just wasn't able to win uh, playoff games there. It wasn't consistent winner. So I think the Colts of all the jobs that are available right 
right now to me is the worst job available simply because the ownership is just too involved and it's too unstable. So I would go Bron- oh, I'm sorry, I would go Texans top job, Broncos number two, Panthers three, Cardinals four. And I think the Colts are the worst job available of all the jobs right now that are open in the NFL. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you guys next time.